Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Podcasting Couch. I am your host, Jay, a.k.a. The Program. Let's get this intro started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how did you like that? Right? Back to the OG intro music, I think. I think that's the OG one. Right? Anyway, before we get into today's topic, which is hustle culture. I wanted to clear some the air here. Uh, you know, my goal for this uh, podcast is to try to do at least one drop a week. Um, highest being two drops, which is ideally for me Tuesdays and Fridays. Now, yeah, sorry for the late drop here. Um, I've been doing a lot of things in the past, like, in the last week more mostly yeah mostly in the last week um one of those being trying to take more photos and you know trying to really hone in on that craft um one thing that i realized about me is that i like media as much as i hate social media i like i like forms of media you know what i mean i like taking pictures i like making videos too um obviously i like doing this podcast and um one of the other things that I that I uh, started doing in terms of media is streaming. Yeah, I've uh, I don't know, man. Like, so okay, a little background. I tested positive for COVID nineteen. I got the Rona. However, I'm good, right? Uh, my symptoms were I had a cold. Like legit, all my symptoms were just cold symptoms. Um, I thought it was because in Toronto, the fall weather is weird. It's literally all four seasons here, right? So, and I've been biking to work pretty much every day, and um, I thought I caught it there because I've been wearing tank tops and shorts still in fucking October, late September, you know what I mean? Um, so, I tested positive, um, but I'm good, and all nothing but a sniffle, like, you know what I mean? Like, thank God, I'm, I'm glad that it was just that and nothing worse. Um, I hope nobody catches it you know just because nobody knows what really what it does right um but anyway so in the past 14 days i've been you know trying to work more on this podcast as well but also trying to think of uh different ideas on how to get creative right so mind you i spent a lot of times gaming while i was in quarantine um but it donged on me why not fucking get paid doing all that shit? You know what I mean? I'm sitting here playing games anyway. Why not get paid doing that as well? So, you know, I started to delve into it, trying to figure it out. Um, obviously, trying to take as many photos as I can indoors, and it didn't really work out very well until I got I got cleared for my quarantine. So my quarantine was over like last week, right? Essentially, I just decided to take another week off just for myself and just yeah i just wanted to take another week off just for me me time not quarantine time just me time um to really just figure out how i want to tackle this whole media thing right and i think that was a valuable lesson when it came down to being quarantined is you gotta figure shit out you gotta know you gotta try to do something right otherwise you're gonna be bored out of your mind so um, the last week, I was taking more photos, uh, went outside on my bike again, but this time, I was smart. 
I wore a jacket and shorts <laughs> because uh, it wasn't super cold, but it also wasn't super hot. So I just brought a wind uh, windbreaker. But anyway, I, you know, taking more photos, trying to hone in on my editing skills as well as um, my composition skills uh, when it comes to drone photography and when it comes to camera photography that's too <laughs> but you know if you guys want to check out the um, the photos that i took over the last week check it out on instagram it's brogram b-r-o-g-r-a-m dot that's a little period p-r-o-d p-r-o-d so brogram dot prod check that out on instagram let me know what you guys think of the photos that i've taken um hopefully you know from uh my early stages, hopefully I've gotten a lot better or or getting better at taking photography or taking pictures, right? Um, the other thing, like I said, streaming. Um, so I game on a PS4, soon to be a PS5, hopefully, if these motherfuckers can make more. Um, but yeah, I game on a PS4 and I've been trying. So on the PS4, there's like, there's a cust- there, there's an onboard streaming I guess service uh, linked to Twitch or YouTube on the PS4 or and Xbox. Um, so I've been doing that and just very basic, just like legit, just going live, playing my game live on the PS4. But since I wanted to step it up a notch, um, I've been I've been trying to figure out how to link all of that to my PC. So with that, I had to. I watched some few, a few videos, and I've already done it before when I when I linked my PS4 to my PC. However, I wanted to start streaming from my PC just so I can kind of customize, I guess, the overlays and the actions that you guys can do on stream, like all the cool little moving things and the pictures and the stream. I don't know how streaming works, to be completely honest with you guys. I wanted to make my broadcast look cool and like professional in a way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, know, you guys know how those pro gamers do it online. Like all the cool shit that they have in their in their broadcast. I wanted to figure out how to do that. Right um, now, I know what you guys are wondering, Jay. Why don't you just game on your PC? And the reason for that is because I have a crappy little computer. Uh, it's about seven to nine, seven to eight years old, and it, it, it's it's running on this on its last legs, guys. My PC is dying. It's gonna be dying. Um, I can barely edit a video on this thing. You know what I mean? Rendering just takes forever, uh, which is why I kind of slowed down on making those because it got tedious and you know I I'm lazy in that sense. I didn't want to wait because everything would just freeze when I would edit videos and it would just make the the editing like process a lot longer. Now, I really do love making videos and editing. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, as tedious as it is, I actually love editing. But my 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 you know, computer can't handle it right now. So, I got to upgrade. There's a bunch of things to upgrade. Um you know, and when it comes to this podcast, it's easy to run on this computer. I'm using Audacity, and uh, it's it's working very well. So, anyway, back to the streaming. Um, so, the last 14 days, I've been trying to figure that out. Uh, I know it shouldn't take that long, but there were uh, there were some complications. 
<laughs> but uh, I eventually got it to work. And yeah, you guys can catch me live if you guys just follow me on Twitch. It's the underscore program. Um, yeah, I, I had to figure out a schedule for that as well. Um, because like I said, you know, I want to release my podcast twice a week, one to two times a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, um, meaning I got to re- record either, you know, Wednesdays and Saturdays, which I'm doing right now, Saturday. Um, and then I also want to record a video for my YouTube. I want to kickstart my YouTube channel again, as I mentioned before, I, I think I mentioned it before. But I want to kickstart my YouTube channel once again. So I got to figure out my schedule for recording, um, the type of content I want to record. I want to rebrand my YouTube channel. And um, on top of all of this, too, I have a full-time job, Monday to Friday, uh, 9 to 5 type of deal. And then I got to edit those videos Right. I don't really touch up anything with a podcast. Honestly, you guys, as soon as I finish recording, I add a little bit of music and that's it. Done deal. Work on the cover art. Done deal. Easy peasy. It takes like 10 minutes. Less. Um, but yeah, take more photos as well in my free time and, you know, take up contracts uh, here, here and there whenever they come my way. Also, obviously, looking for more gigs in photography and videography. Um, but yeah, so over the last 14 days, I've kind of been trying to figure out how to do that. And, um, it, it is a bit overwhelming. And honestly, the, the, the topic for today is, is related to this. This is why I'm, this is why I'm telling you guys all this. Um, but yeah, I want to know when I want to stream. So if I'm dropping Tuesdays and Fridays for the podcast episodes, I want to know when it would be possible just for me to stream right i'm thinking maybe like i don't know monday well the drop actually the podcast is easy like i said it's the recording i gotta figure out when to record the podcast which i think i already did because <laughs> i'm an idiot uh and then yeah you know I, I gotta figure it out but once i do um make sure you guys follow me on instagram on all three of my all three of my platforms uh pages so that way you guys can keep in touch and know exactly when I'm going to be streaming. Um, you know, people are, and that's the other thing, man. There's so many, there's so many platforms and like, I want to make money from streaming, right? And eventually make money from this podcast, but streaming, there's like so many different avenues. There's Twitch, there's YouTube, there's Facebook. You know what I mean? People are saying Facebook is good, but they make you jump through the hoops. Um, and also screw mark zuckerberg you know what i mean um he's already spying on everybody but uh, i don't want him to to know how shit i am at gaming you know um yeah right now i'm i'm gaming primarily on twitch uh you guys again follow me on instagram follow me on twitch subscribe to me please i i I could use the help i need it guys i want to grow my twitch channel okay i want to grow that shit but um, yeah, all of that, all of that ties into it, into uh, today's episode, which is hustle culture. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. The fucking, you know, 24 hour work life. You know what I mean? Fucking hustling from nine to five, your regular job, and then hustling from 
6 to fucking 2 a.m. and then sleeping for four hours and then doing the same thing every day, day in and day out. Gary V style, right? So if you guys already don't know, I'm I'm like terrible at explaining what anything is. <laughs> um, but pretty much the hustle culture is just a grind. You know, you know that saying, rise and grind? It's that. It's pretty much... You know, you're looking at an 18-hour, 20-hour work week, work day, right? And then, you know, no holidays, no days off type of thing. You're always on. You're always on the go, and you're always working, you know? Um, And you got, you know what? Like, I've been through that. I've done it. I've done the the whole 18, 16, 18-hour work days, uh, two different jobs. You know what I mean? I've worked from... 2 p.m. all the way till 3 a.m. I've done it uh, when I was younger, obviously, because uh, right now I would die at like 5 p.m. because <laughs> I'm an old fucking man. But um, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely did that. And, you know, it, it was cool. It was good. It made me a lot of money. But when I was younger, I was also very irresponsible with my money and that there's repercussions to that, which I'm facing right now. So, um, I, I don't like that idea anymore. One of the repercussions that I faced or one of the uh, negative aspects that I faced when I did the whole work all day type of deal was, um, I was fucking tired all the time. I was sleepy all the time and I would be moody all the fucking time and you know, it was just not a good time. It was not fun for me or anybody around me, right? I was very moody and sad and fucking depressed and just you know, sleep deprived. You know what I mean? I just want to fucking sleep all day long. Now, mind you guys, the hustle culture that I was involved in, you know, I was working an eight-hour shift Monday to Friday at a retail store. Well, actually, it wasn't Monday to Friday. It was sporadically throughout the week but it was at least 45 hours a week right and i worked at an overnight gym 24-hour gym for about 30 30 to 40 hours a week as well um so you know that was pretty cool i guess i would work during the day on my days off of the retail job and then some nights i would go from the retail job to the gym and on top of all of this guys i was also working out for like two to three hours now does this this did this mean that i never had a day off no i had days off from both jobs i've had days where i'd only work one job in a day i'd have complete days off um in those days i would you know work out at least for three to four hours um or and sleep the rest of the day you know what i mean because that's all i can that's the only time i can get proper sleep right now, I gamed as well, but I never gamed that much back then. Um, actually, that's a lie I did. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, but yeah, that, that was the repercussions. Now, the rewards that I, re- that I reaped from that, vacation. In about a year, I went on vacation maybe like three or four times, right? Because I was able to afford that. You know what I mean? That was that was a cool thing about doing that whole hustle rise and grind type of deal um was that i was able to enjoy my time for a whole week and a half (laughs) out of the whole fucking year 
one vacation and get a week and a half just to myself to enjoy and then go back to work, do the same thing over and over again. And I was miserable. Now, the difference between that and what's being promoted in terms of hustle, rise and grind culture kind of day today is the fact that everybody wants you to go after your dreams, right? The, the thing is with Gary Vee, he, he goes, if you're working a nine to five, good, work your nine to five, make your money. But if you also have a passion for something, make that your, you know, your next shift right after your nine to five. What are you doing from seven to 2 a.m.? 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., right? That that kind of mentality. Well, right now it's a little bit, I don't want to say it's not feasible, but people don't understand the whole mental toll it takes. People don't understand the toll it takes on your mental health, right? And that's what I want people to know. Like, I want you guys to grind. I want you guys to hustle. I'm honestly, I've been lazy the past few fucking years. I've gotten so fucking lazy. I went from that 18 to 20 hour work day, not 20 because, well, actually that's a lie. I slept for like five hours and I was fine, but I was also younger. But anyway, like I went from that whole, you know, 16 to 18 hour work day to wanting only one job, right? And, and entrepreneurship which was me as a personal trainer and then only wanting one job working 12 hours a day and then going from that to wanting just a steady income just a steady 40 hour week work day right and part of that made me lazy i got so caught up in just wanting to slow down that i, I slow down way too much now, I want you guys to hustle. I want you guys to grind it out during your day. You know what I mean? I, I 100% support people who grind every single fucking day on themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you need to better yourself, go for it. I'm all for it, right? The idea, But the one thing that I'm not so supportive of is that when it takes over everything else in your life, you know what I mean? You have family time, you have personal time, you have, you know, your relationships, you have your your friends. And I get it. Part of the hustle and, and, and you know, rise and grind is sacrificing all of those. I get it because I did it, right? But again, it all boils down to your mental health. You know, like how stressed out are you? How easily irritated are you? Right. When something works out in your own grind, in your own hustle and one little misunderstanding in your other life, you know, comes to fruition. How irritated do you get? You know what I mean? It's those things that you guys got to understand and realize it takes a big toll on you. And if you can handle it, perfect. But at the end of the day, it's going to make you rip your fucking hair out. You're going to go crazy and you're going to have a breakdown. And I know because I've done it. <laughs> I've gone through a breakdown and it's not cool. My breakdown was alcoholism. 
right? I was a functioning alcoholic. People didn't know. People didn't know that I would go home and drink every single night. Nobody knew, right? The only time people would people would know that I had a problem was when they were drinking with me. I would either disappear or get stupid drunk and I'd flip tables and shit. Start fights. Do all of that, right? That was my breakdown. You know what I mean? That's what... Yeah, like, it wasn't cool. And eventually, you know, I don't want to wish it upon people, but you will experience some sort of breakdown. Now, there is a workaround to that, which is you can grind and hustle, but also prioritize your time. I know people who have multiple businesses, and they're doing great because they prioritize personal time as well. And that's something that's so important is uh, personal time for your own mental health. Just take a break. Stop. Stop for a few hours during the day and just do things to make you calm and relaxed and happy. Right? Do stupid, dumb shit that, you know, doesn't do any benefit for you. Every now and then, it's not a bad idea to do that. Right? And for me, it's kind of what got me started on wanting to do the to do this podcast. To be completely honest, it it's one thing that got me to make my YouTube channel. It's one thing that got me to take photos more, to make videos, to start streaming, right? Because all this mundane little stupid shit that I would just do for me. You know, I wanted to make it a fun hobby that I can share with everybody and that would eventually get me paid, right? That to me is my hustle. That to me is my grind to the point where, but it's not It's not to the extent where everybody's like fucking, oh, if you're wasting an hour of your day, that's so bad. You're wasting an hour that you're not making money. It's like, okay, but that's an hour that I'm having fun, Right. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's such a fucking weird, weird thing. You know what I mean? Like, especially in our early 20s where it's like, yo, you got to grind it out. Grind it out. Yes, work. Work. Get your paper. Get your paper. But don't, don't let that be your personality. Don't let that be you. Don't let that take away from who you are. Use it to enhance you, but don't let it take away from you. You know what I mean? Like your personal self, right? Because nobody wants to meet a person who's just all about their work. Oh, what do you do for fun? Oh, my work, my business, my this. I was like, yeah, but like, what about for fun? And then you're looking at a fucking blank wall, right? Oh, I work out, I do this. I was like, yeah, so does everybody else. But what makes you different, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, it's it sounds like I'm fucking nagging on people but uh, and on this culture, but it's not. It's, you guys got to be more dynamic. I believe that, I personally believe that you can definitely grind it out, work your 12 to 16 hour days, and enjoy 
the lazy hours, the lazy days. Right now, I can be called guilty 100% for, you know, spending 12 hours being fucking lazy and not doing anything. Right? That's that's something that I, I'm fixing and that I'm working on and that I'm trying to turn the stuff that makes me lazy into a positive, into this. Right? Like, I could be, I could be fucking sitting here all day not doing anything except... I was researching for this episode, right? I was trying to think of what I'm going to say for this episode, you know? And that's that's the thing. It's like that's my kind of hustle is that uh, instead of just me being lazy on this couch, I'll watch a YouTube video, maybe three, and then like, oh, shit, that inspired me for an episode. Let me write that down. And then I go down the rabbit hole of research for an episode right or photo ideas you know what i mean like gaming especially i've been so enthralled in it more so now than ever because now everybody's gaming as well that i just want to be like you know what i people are getting paid to fucking play video games i want to get paid to play video games so i'm a little late to the game but i'm here I'm going to be doing it. You know what I mean? That is my version of of, of the hustle culture. Um, anyway, I've taken up a lot of your time with, with my bullshit explanation of things. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you guys an article from uh, my favorite website, Psychology Today. And the article is called The Rise and Grind of Hustle Culture. Your health and happiness depend on knowing if you are a card-carrying member. And it's written by Brian E. Robinson, Ph.D., The Right Mindset. Posted on October 2nd, 2019, last year. All right, the article goes, here we go. Do you hit the ground running as soon as your feet touch the morning floor? Checking electronic devices, slurping coffee, and stuffing a Danish in your mouth as you bolt out the door with a million ideas exploding in your head? Are you someone who sets short deadlines, overloads yourself with more than is humanly possible, and rushes at lightning speed moaning about the shortage of time? Do you create crisis for everyone in your wake? Wail at the clock and shake your fist at the heavens because there is not enough time to do everything? If the answer to any of those questions is yes, You could be a member of the hustle culture. Perhaps nonstop hustling makes you feel important. You have a lot on your plate and you stand out from the masses because you're a superhuman who can do it all. All right, well, that two paragraphs essentially boiled down the 25 minutes of my explanation (laughs) as to what the fuck hustle culture is. Well, I guess that's why he has a PhD and I don't. (laughs) Moving on. The toil glamour of hustle culture extols overworking and burnout and signals you're a hard, dedicated employee. And 45% of the workforce brag about being modern-day members. They bathe in the same glamorous light that the advertisers poured over the cigarette and liquor ads of the 1930s. In movies and commercials back then, 
It was considered sexy to smoke and drink until they realized it caused cancer and stroke. If you've fallen prey to hustle culture, you have brought into the idea, you have bought into the idea that it's cool to be always on and to push yourself to the max of the 1,440 minutes of the day. You boast about no breaks, no leisure, no weekends off, no vacations, no sleep or exercise, and practicing, quote, gobble, gulp, and go, or skipping meals altogether. Not unlike the trendy practice in some circles of vaping, guilty, <laughs> which has been linked to certain lung diseases and damaging of blood vessels. Oh, well, way to guilt me into that. <laughs> If you're a hustle culture member, studies show that you're cutting your career short, slowly destroying your mental and physical health and harming your relationships, and you may even die at an earlier age than your cohorts. I like that word, cohorts. What does that mean? What is a cohort? I'm going to look up this definition right now, right quick. Cohort, an ancient Roman military comprising six centuries equal to one-tenth of Elysia. That is not a cohort. Is that what that means? An ancient Roman military... That doesn't make sense. Die at an earlier age than your ancient Roman military units. <laughs> no, second definition. A group of people banded together or treated as a group. A cohort of civil servants patiently waiting drafting legislation. Okay, 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 your group. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, next paragraph. Driven. Learning from outside in. When the hustle culture drives you, you unwittingly relinquish your, your personal power and become a slave to internal and external pressures, such as deadlines, work demands, or pleasing friends and loved ones. You grow accust so accustomed to being on autopilot that you're not auto-tuned, you're not attuned to your surroundings or yourself. Perhaps you hit the ground hurrying and rushing from the moment you wake up, shaking your fist at the clock because there aren't enough hours in the day. As you frantically and mindlessly toil on, toil on a project, concerned the boss you won't, uh, concerned the boss won't like the finished product or that you won't meet the deadline, you're out of your present mind. Stuck in the future worries or or past regrets. These external and internal pressures backfire. They undermine your ability and create unnecessary stress and ultimately burn out. So essentially that's exactly what I've kind of said, where you're just always on the go. For example, for me, my version was I would go wake up around 10 o'clock, right? Chill, eat, and then watch some training videos like workout videos, and then go to work for like noon, right? Or go to the gym before I go to work, work for eight hours, fuck around, then go to my next job. In between going from my work to my next job, I would just go get food and then eat on my way to work, right? While I'm at my second job, I would also work out, you know what I mean? And then after that, if I don't catch the bus on time, I'd stay and I'd work out, right? And then I would go home, sleep a few hours. And when I say a few hours, I legit mean like five to six hours, maybe even less, 
four to six hours, right? And then on my days off, I would sleep for like 10 to 12 hours. It's not healthy. All I did was just go, 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 work out, do random shit, and then go, right? Like, yeah, I'd party every now and then, but that's because I was able to, right? But when I was on, I was on. When I say, like, oh, I don't have time for that, I meant I don't have time for that. When I would tell people, no, I can't because I'm, I want to work out, I want to work out. Like, it's it's happened. Like, I've left places just to, so I can go and work out because that was part of my hustle, right? Uh, moving forward here. Drawn. Living from inside out. <laughs> when you're drawn... Your master instead of a slave to your daily life. You come from a centered, calm place that puts you in charge of your busy mind so you don't succumb to external or internal pressures. You're attuned, you're attuned to yourself and your surroundings in a calm, non-judgmental way and focus on what's happening right now. Anchored in the present moment, an inner barometer guides, you, guides your life in a peaceful, observing awareness of everything you do. Regardless of the circumstances, your self-talk is compassionate, supportive, and empowering. Now, I don't want to say that I'm this fucking woke person, like this paragraph just said, but I'm definitely the type of person that tries to live in the present moment, tries to be present wherever I am, just because I don't want to worry about the future. Now... For me, the downside of that is that I get way too in the moment. I get way too, I get stuck in the present moment that I just become lazy. And that's something that I'm trying to work myself out of, right? I'm trying to go back to to that hustle mentality, but with the knowledge that I know now, right? The only thing is it's so fucking hard to break out of a lazy state and if you guys know changing a hobbit no wow ch- <laughs> changing a hobbit no changing a habit takes a lot of time and um yeah that's something that i'm trying to work myself to get out of that like now I, i'm in both fucking extremes now i've experienced you know working all those hours non-stop and being all grumpy and sleepy to now just being lazy and sleepless it's like I need to put myself in the middle. I need to work on becoming better so that I can balance the two, right? I can hustle and I can relax. Um, Moving forward. The words you use can make you feel less uh, pressured and more in charge of your life instead of at the mercy of it. Could instead of should or want to or choose to instead of must or have to. I can quote, I can do my best to win that contract. Or, quote, I'm choosing how I want to handle that challenge, end quote. You value, quote, great work, not simply doing a task to complete it or to produce a product, but being in the process as you go through the completion. You're a master of self-correction and live with the integrity, admitting mistakes and fixing them. You focus on the opportunity nested in a career obstacle instead of the difficulty you center your about yourself with the eight c words which are calm 
clarity, confidence, curiosity, compassion, creativity, connectedness, and courage. The drawn state of fosters peaceful productivity in which you make conscious choices. Your ability to accept obstacles, difficulty, and disappointments with calm and clarity gives you the ability to scale them. Social scientists report that overworking without time away reduces productivity and increases work-related illness. Studies show that unplugging from the rat race boosts your productivity, creativity, and problem-solving abilities. See, I feel like, for me, I've gotten so good at problem-solving abilities, but that's it. <laughs> like, it fucking ends there. I can solve a problem in my head, but then my other problem is the fact that I don't actually execute. And that, again, as I mentioned in previous episodes, it's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to execute now. And you know what, man? Like, I guess, I guess what it is is the fact that, you know, I lost somebody important to me. And that kickstarted all of this, right? Me trying to be better, trying to better myself was because of that was because I've let myself get too comfortable and too lazy to a point where it pushed people away so now I'm like oh shit yeah that's not good you need to go back to who you were because who you were worked right so I'm trying to like undo years of like learned bad habits like years of learned bad habits and experiences and try to be better right like that's what I'm trying to do now is trying to undo all of that all the damage that I caused for myself to to this to a better you know, productive, creative person that actually executes on thoughts and ideas and plans, right? Like, that's the end goal for me with all of this. All right, next paragraph. You can course correct. That's what I'm on. Anybody can be driven by the hustle culture. You're not really cool, charming, or unique. Hmm. <laughs> It's easy to work on autopilot. Anybody can do it. But when your well-being is at stake, you want to make, quote, rise and shine a priority over rise and grind. The difficulty that, well, difficult and more rewarding part is to find that place inside where you're drawn, cultivating mindful productivity. Instead of placing an intense focus on the completion of the task, enriches your work life. Every time you feel driven, Choose more supportive, comforting words such as I can, I want to, or I choose to. Once you realize that you don't have to live up to the hustle culture's demands, you can take a, bre- you can take a breath, step back, and chill. And you become stronger, calmer, and more self-assured. There are 1,440 minutes in one day. Five daily minutes in which you still... 
your busy mind and center on the quiet places inside. Sets the compass of your heart so you can be more drawn, even in times of upheaval. And science shows it's worth it. When you're drawn, your heart and respiratory rates slow down. Muscles loosen. Your mind is calm, open, and clear. Decisions action, and actions are reflective, even and balanced. You have better sleep, increased immunity, lower blood pressure, improved digestion, and a sense of well-being. Studies show also show that a slower and calmer approach to a job ta- to job tasks results in more productivity, a higher quality product, and greater success in the long run. Contemplate how much of your life is driven versus drawn. Then ask what actions you can take so you're drawn from a deeper personal calling instead of outside hustle pressures. May you find that place within yourself where daily actions and peaceful of mind, and peace of mind coexist. Where you where you have more idle moments to chill without imperatives, nothing to rush to, fix or accomplish. And you're able to relax into that sweet spot where you're mindfully aware of each moment. It has been said that 2019 is a year of self-care. With a year more than half over, how do you think you're doing? Well, it's 2020 and this is definitely not the year of self-care. This is the year of fucking, I don't know, bro. 2019, I never heard 2019 being the year of self-care. 2021 should be the year of self-care. 2021 should also be a reset. 2020 version 2. You know, reloaded. Better. Right? Anyway, back to this. I, I feel like, you know, that whole, the science part of this, this is true. You know what I mean? I... Right now, like, with my personal shit, I don't feel any of that, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I don't feel any of of, of all of the science-related uh, results. I just don't. Right now, where my mind is at is, <laughs> it's not there. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to work on course-correcting. Um, so that I can get there, so that I can, you know, instead of, because here's the thing, right? In the times that I am still, in the times that I'm not working or hustling or grinding, my mind still races. Like, maybe it's the anxiety, you know, but it's something to work on for sure. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's that's from uh, Psychology Today by, I, do I call him doctor? Do, he has a PhD. Do we call him doctor? What if he's like a psychologist? Are psychologists doctors? I got to ask a psychologist. Um, but he's Brian Robinson, PhD. He's a professor at Emeritus. He's a professor Emeritus at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. And he's an author of more than 37 books. Wow, look at this guy. What's an emeritus? Let me look that up. Professor emeritus meaning. What is that? 
in its current usage. It's an adjective used to designate a retired chair professor. Oh, he's retired professor. Okay, okay. Why can't they just say retired? You always got to use these big fucking words. All right, so that kind of explained what hustle culture is and its pros and cons, right? Now we're going to go into, uh, what is it? When it got popularized and kind of why it got popularized. So here we go. This is from the NewYorkTimes.com. Article is titled, Why Are Young People Pretending to Love Work? Wow. I don't know if people are pretending to love work. Um, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It has become, from my you know observation, it has become more of something that everyone's like, oh, you got to hustle, you got to hustle. And personally, before I go on with this article, I feel like it's because of Gary Vee, because of the way he speaks. He's not your traditional entrepreneur with a suit and tie and all that bullshit. He's a real person, you know what I mean? He's your low-key millionaire, right? Who speaks his mind the way the way it's supposed to be. But I think that's kind of why it got popular with the with young people. Uh anyway, let's go with this article. I saw the oh, this is by Aaron Griffith. Griffith. Aaron Griffith. Written sounds like a, a lisp. Aaron Griffith. <laughs> Make myself laugh. And it's written on January 26, 2019. Um, it goes, I saw the greatest minds of my generation log 18 hour days and then boast about hashtag hustle on Instagram. When did performative workaholism, workaholism, how do you pronounce workaholism, workaholism, workaholism? Like, that sounds like a, that word is so weird to pronounce. Um, anyway, when did it become a lifestyle? true um never once at the start of my work week not in my morning coffee shop in line not in my crowded subway commute not as i begin my bottomless inbox log have i paused looked at the have looked to the heavens and whispered hashtag thank god it's monday i have not gonna lie to you guys i have i've woken up and just woke up inspired and was like, thank God it's Monday. I want to start this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's a new day. It's a new start of the week. Let's let's get some shit done. I've definitely woken up feeling that way. Where I was like, yes, let's 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 do things, right? I don't know who, what kind of depressive person, Miss uh, Aaron or Mister, Mister Mister. I don't know what kind of thing Aaron Griffith is, but he sounds depressing. Um, if you've never woken up feeling that way uh, on a Monday, especially, I don't know, man, you're, you strike me as a type to live for the weekend. Um, moving on. Apparently that makes me a traitor to my generation. I learned this during the series of recent visits to WeWork locations in New York, where the throw pillows implore busy tenants of to quote, do what you love. Neon signs demand they quote, hustle harder, and murals spread the gospel of TGIM. Even the cucumbers in WeWork's water cooler is having an agenda. <laughs> Had, uh, quote, don't stop when you're tired, end quote. 
Someone recently carved into the floating vegetable's flesh. Stop when you are done. <laughs> Kool-Aid drinking metaphors are rarely this literal. Yep. That's what it is, man. It's a fucking Kool-Aid. People are drinking the Kool-Aid. And as I mentioned before, there's nothing wrong with chasing your grind, chasing your hustle. 100% fucking go on, like full force. You know, like, but don't let it be you. You know what I mean? Don't let it be your personality, as I mentioned before. Like, me, I'm doing this, I'm doing a lot of things right now with media-related activities and and hustles, I guess you can call it. But, like, it's not me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not It's not all I talk about, right? Like, I don't talk about the podcast all the time. I, talk, I don't talk about photography all the time. I don't talk about, you know, fuck YouTube or, like, gaming all the time. Unless I'm talking to people that game or take photos and shit, right? Like, when people meet me, I don't ever tell them, oh, I'm a photographer, I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm like, no, I'm just a guy. You know, I'm just a guy. And then when they ask, that's when I tell them. But it's not my personality. Moving on. Welcome to hustle culture. It is obsessed with striving, relentlessly positive, devoid of humor, and, once you notice it, impossible to escape. Quote, rise and grind is both the theme of a Nike ad campaign and the title of a book by a Shark Tank shark. New media upstarts like Hustle, like The Hustle, which produces a popular business newsletter and conferences and conference series and 1.37 p.m., a content company created by the patron saint of hustling, Gary V., Gary Vaynerchuk. Glorify the ambition not as a means to an end, but as a lifestyle. The current state of entrepreneurship is bigger. Oh, this is a quote. The current state of entrepreneurship is bigger than a career, reads one, reads the 1.37 p.m. About Us page. Quote, it's ambition, grit, and hustle. It's a live performance that lights up your creativity. A sweat session that sends your endorphins coursing. A visionary who expands your way of thinking. Who expands your way of thinking, end quote. From this point of view, not only does one never stop hustling, one never ex- exits a kind of work rapture in which the chief purpose of exercising or attending a concert is to get inspiration that leads back to the desk. Like, here's, like, why not, though? You know what I mean? This is where, uh, excuse me for the noise here. This is where I'm on both sides of the coin because I've experienced one side of it and I'm on the other side of it right now. Um... I believe that that balance should exist. You know what I mean? Like, if you're working out or if you're at a concert or fucking if you're anywhere, if you get an idea, if you get an inspiration, and the people that you're with, the people that are that's around you, know who you are, and like they know that you're trying to work on a goal, like, let that inspiration and idea run wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so supportive of the people around me who are like, oh, yeah, I got this to do. Like, okay, cool. You got that to do. Do it. 100% full force. When people are with me, 
you know, for example, my ex-girlfriend, she, she would be working all the time and I'd get it. And I'd be like, yeah, do your thing. I come home from work. She's working on her next shit. I was like, okay, do your thing. Like I'm here when you're free, when you're ready, let's go. Let's watch a movie. Let's relax. Let's go for a run, for a bike ride. Let's go for a walk. Let's go do something. Right. And like, you know, like I support that. Like, but it, it should be able to, but at the same time, the balance needs to be there. The balance of your mental health check needs to be there, right? And that's the one thing that I always I always tell people, like, how's your mental health when you're running around with a chicken with his head cut off? You know what I mean? Uh, moving on. Ryan Harwood, the chief executive of 137PM's parent company, told me that the site's content is aimed at a younger generation of people who are seeking permission to follow their dreams. Quote, they want to know how to own their moments at any given moment, quote, he said. Quote, owning one's moment is a clever way to rebrand, quote, surviving the rat race, end quote. In the new, in the new work culture, enduring or even merely link, liking one's job is not enough. Workers should love what they do and then promote that love on social media, thus fusing their identities to that of their employers. Why else would LinkedIn build, build its own version of Snapchat stories? Now, here's the thing. Like, I love what I'm doing right now. You know, I like my job, my regular 9 to 5. I like it. I don't love it. What I do love is what I'm doing right now. Like my media shit, right? Because if I didn't love what I'm doing right now outside of my 9 to 5, I wouldn't be posting anything. Like if you guys know me, I post whatever I post on here, on my on my uh, the podcast Instagram page. I post out on all my platforms, all my channels, all everything. Whatever I post on my photography uh, uh, page, I promote that on all of my other pages. I like it and everything. I fucking love what I do when it comes to media. When it comes to this, right? This, I guess you can say it is part of my identity. But what they're saying is that if you're a news reporter, for example, outside when you're talking to regular people, you put on the persona of the news the news reporter because it's you. It's who you are. You're not fucking Jane Doe anymore. You're just news reporter, right? Like you don't meet, you know, brand new people and going, hey, I'm Jane Doe. It's like, hey, I'm Jane Doe, the news reporter. You know what I mean? That's what I guess that's what he's trying to say when it comes to fusing their identities to that and to that of their employers. Um, I guess that's what he's trying to say. Um, yeah, I'm never one to be like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking security guard. No, I never say my, I don't ever introduce myself as a, as my career or as my job. That's the one thing that I never have. And if you know that you're like a workaholic, if you introduce yourself with your career next to your name, like the minute that somebody tells, tells me their name and then their career beside it. It's like, oh, cool, so you have no fucking personality. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Unless, of course, I'm trying to leverage something. But that's called networking, I guess. (laughs) 
Oh man, networking, man, you meet so many people like that. I hate network networking that way. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm this. It's like, oh cool, man. How about we start with a fucking name and then let's see how cool of a person you are to even work with. You know, like I've met so many people who are quote unquote entrepreneurs and that's all they talk about. And they never want to talk to and I never want to talk to them because they're not cool to hang out with. They're not cool to talk to. Right? Like my one of my partnerships that I like the most is when I can just talk to them like they're a regular person and and then bounce ideas. You know what I mean? Like if I can if I'm talking to a brand or a company that I want to work with and I'm talking to them like they're a person, it's way better than talking to a brand. You know what I mean? Like it's way better because it, it's more natural. Moving on to this article. This is Toil Glamour and it is going mainstream. Most visibly, WeWork. I guess, WeWork, I guess, is a company. It's like capital W's. Um, moving on. Which investors recently valued at $47 billion with a B is on its way to becoming the Starbucks of office culture. It has exported its brand of performative workaholism, workaholism, there's that word again, to 27 countries and with 400,000 tenants, including workers from 30% of the global Fortune 500. Wow. We work. We work. (laughs) In January, We Work's founder, Adam Newman, announced that his startup was rebranding itself as the We Company to reflect a weird fucking name to reflect an expansion to its residential real estate and education. Describing the shift, Fast Company wrote, quote, rather than just renting desks, the company aims to encompass all aspects of people's lives in both physical and digital words, worlds, end quote. The ideal client, wow, the ideal client one imagines is someone so enamored of the WeWork office aesthetic whip cracking cucumbers and all that she sleeps in a we live apartment works out at a rise gym (laughs) works out at a rise by we gym and sends her children (laughs) to we grow school wow that's funny from this vantage office space the gen x slacker peon that came out peon is that how you spell peon peon it's spelled P-A-E-A-N. That's not peon. Peon is P-E-O-N. I'm going to read this article again. This uh, sentence again. From this vantage, quote, office space, end quote, the Gen X slacker peon that came out 20 years ago next month feels like science fiction from a distant realm. It's almost impossible to imagine a startup worker worker bee of today confessing as protagonist peter gibbons does quote it's not that i'm lazy it's that i just don't care end quote workplace indifference just doesn't have a socially acceptable hashtag Whew. all right though i gotta look up that word though pan pan p-e-p-a-e-a-n man i'm looking at a lot of words today a song of 
praise or triumph. A thing that expresses enthusiastic praise. It's pronounced payen. Payen. It's, it's a weird fucking word. Don't like it. <laughs> um, okay. This article is a little bit long. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. We're an hour in. We'll see. It's a grim exploit and it's wow. It's grim and exploited exploitative. It's not difficult to view hustle culture as a swindle. After all, convincing a generation of workers to beaver away is convenient for those at the top. The vast majority of people beating the drums of the hustle mania are not the people doing the actual work. They're the managers, financers, and owners, said David Heinemeyer. Heinemeyer? Wow. Said David Heinemeyer Hansen, the co-founder of Basecamp, a software company. We spoke in October as he was promoting his new book, It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work, about creating healthy company cultures. Mr. Heinemeyer Hansen, I guess he's German. <laughs> Maybe. Deutsch. Uh, said that despite data showing long hours improve neither productivity nor creativity, myths about the overwork persist because they justify the extreme wealth created for a small group of elite techies. It's grim and exploitative, he said. Elon Musk, who stands to reap stock compensation upward of $50 billion in his comp- if his company, Tesla, meets certain performance levels, is a prime example of extolling work by the many that will primarily benefit him. He tweeted in November that there are easier places to work than Tesla. Tesla. Quote, but nobody ever changed the world on 40 hours a week. End quote. That's true. The correct number of hours varies per person, he continued, but is, quote, about 80 sustained, peaking about 100 at times. Pain level increases exponentially above 80, end quote. Mr. Musk, who has more than 24 million Twitter followers, further noted that if you love what you do, quote, it mostly doesn't feel like work, end quote. Even if he, even he had to soften the lie of TGIM with a parenthetical. Yeah, because mostly was in parentheses. Uh, arguably, the technology industry started this culture of work zeal sometime around the turn of the millennium, when the likes of Google started to feed, massage, and even play doctor to its employees. The perks were meant to help companies attract the best talent, and keep employees at their desks longer. It seemed enviable enough. Who wouldn't want an employer that literally took care of your dirty laundry? Honestly, if my work was like, yo, we'll wash your clothes for you, feed you and all of that, I would 100% do it. I'd be like, yeah, I would never fucking leave. If they're going to cook my meals, wash my clothes, and all I got to do is work, and if I can work out, that'd be great play games take take some pictures that'd be cool because honestly cooking laundry those are all time-consuming things that nobody really wants to do no one likes that shit so why not let your work handle it but today as tech culture infiltrates every corner of the business world it hymns to the virtues of relentless work remind me 
of nothing so much as Soviet op- Soviet era propaganda. Hmm, true. Which promoted impossible seeming feats of worker productivity to motivate the labor force. One obvious difference, of course, is that those stack Stakhanovite posters had an anti-capitalist bent. Okay. Criticizing the fat cats profiting from the free enterprise. Today's messages glorify personal profit, even if bosses and investors, not workers, are the ones capturing most of the gains. Wage growth has been essentially stagnant for years. Perhaps we've all gotten a little hungry for meaning. Participation in organized religion is falling, especially among American millennials. In San Francisco, where I live, I've noticed that the concept of productivity has taken on an almost spiritual dimension. Techies here have internalized the idea, rooted in the Protestant work ethic, that work is not something you do to get what you want. The work itself is all. Hmm. Therefore... Any life hack or company perk that optimizes their day, allowing them to fit in to fit in even more work, is not just desirable but inherently good. Hmm. Aiden Harper, who created European Work Week shrinkage campaign called Four Day Week, argues that this is dehumanizing and toxic. Quote. It creates the assumption that the only value we have as human beings is our productivity capability, our ability to work rather than our humanity, end quote, he told me. It's a cultist, Mr. Harper added, to convince workers to buy into their own exploitation with a change the world message. Quote, it's creating the idea that Elon Musk is your high priest, he said. You're going into your church every day and worshiping at the altar of work. Huh. Okay. I guess when, they, when they're talking about like the hustle culture, they really are just talking about it in a business like environment as opposed to an entrepreneurial environment like mentality. They're really going after like what, what I'm getting from this article is they're going after people who have that mentality but they still work that like nine to five kind of deal you know what i mean like that's the hustle culture that i'm getting from this article not the type that i'm talking about for congregants of the cathedral of perpetual hustle spending time on anything that's non-work related has become a reason to feel guilty jonathan crawford a san francisco-based entrepreneur told me that he sacrificed his relationships and gained more than 40 pounds while working on Store Envy, his e-commerce startup. If he socialized, it was a networking event. If he read, it was a business book. He rarely did anything that didn't have a direct ROI or return on investment for his company. Mr. Crawford now changed his lifestyle after he realized it made him miserable. Now, as an entrepreneur in residence at 500 Startups, an investment firm, he tells me he tells he tells fellow founders to seek out non-work-related activities like reading fiction, watching movies, or playing games. Somehow, this comes off as radical advice. It's oddly eye-opening to them because they didn't realize 
they saw themselves as a resource to be expended. Oh, that was a quote by Mr. Crawford. It's easy to become addicted to the pace and stress of work in 2019. Bernie Klinder, a consultant for a large tech company, said he tried to limit himself to five 11-hour days per week, which adds up to an extra day of productivity. If your peers are competitive, working a normal work week will make you look like a slacker, he wrote in an email. Still, he's realistic about his place in the rat race. Quote, I try to keep in mind that if I, if I drop dead tomorrow, all of my acrylic workplace awards would be in the trash the next day, end quote, he wrote, and my job would be posted in the paper before my obituary. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. At the end of the day, if you guys are just hustling for the sake of hustling, you got to keep in mind when you die, you're, you, your job's gone. Somebody else can do it, right? Like, so you might as well do what you actually love to do instead of doing, pretending, instead of pretending to love what you do because it makes you look desirable to people, I guess. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been one for that. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, man. If I'm doing something, if I drop dead from, I don't know, some random shit. Nice people can say that I actually love doing what I do when it comes to not work. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's almost done the article. Yeah. This is last part. Lusty for Monday mornings. Ooh. Ooh. A logical endpoint of excessively avid work, of course, is burnout. That is the subject of a recent viral essay by the BuzzFeed cultural critic Anne Helen Peterson, which thoughtfully addresses one of the incongruities of hustle mania in the young. Namely, if millennials are supposedly lazy and entitled, how can they also be obsessed with killing at their jobs? Killing it at their jobs. Millennials, as uh, Ms. Peterson argues, are just desperately try, uh, striving to meet their own high expectations. An entire generation was raised to expect that good grades and extracurricular achievement would reward them with fulfilling jobs that feed their passions. Instead, they wound up with precarious, meaningless work and a mountain of student loan debt. And so, posing as, an, as a rise and grinder, lusty for Monday mornings, starts to make sense as a defense mechanism. Huh... That's one way to break it down, I guess. Okay, okay. Posing as a rising grinder, lusty for Monday mornings. Starts to make sense as a defense mechanism. Okay. I like that. Most jobs, even most even most good jobs, are full of pointless drudgery. Most corporations let us down in some way. And, in, and yet, in years after the HBO satire Silicon Valley made the made the vacuous mission vacuous mission statement, quote, making the world a better place, a recurring punchline. Many companies still cheerlead the virtues of work with high-minded messaging. For example, Spotify, a company that lets you listen to music, says that its mission is to 
quote, unlock the potential of human creativity, end quote. Dropbox, which lets you upload files and stuff, says its purpose is, quote, to unleash the world's creative energy by designing more and a more enlightened way of working, end quote. Really, Dropbox? How the fuck does that unleash the world's creative energy? You're a folder, you're a file cabinet online that people, that people just go on to to pick shit up from. More enlightened way of working. You're a glorified fucking filing cabinet, man. <laughs> Nobody uses Dropbox no more. Jeez. Yeah, the balls on, on Dropbox. <laughs> uh, moving forward. David Spencer, a professor of economics at Leeds University Business School, says that such posturing by companies, economists and politicians date dates at least to the rise of mercantilism, mercantilism in 16th century Europe. Quote, there has been an ongoing struggle by employers to venerate work in ways that distract from its unappealing features, he said. But such propaganda can backfire. In 17th century England, work was lauded as a cure for vice, Mr. Spencer said. But the unrewarding truth just drove workers to drink more. <laughs> That's why they're all drunk. Huh. <laughs> That's a joke, people. They're not all drunk. They're mostly drunk. <laughs> Internet companies may have miscalculated in encouraging employees to equate their work with their intrinsic value as human beings. After a long era of basking in positive esteem, the tech industry is experiencing a backlash both broad and fierce on subjects from monopolistic behavior to spreading disinformation and inciting racial violence. In workers, and workers are discovering how much power they wield. In November, some 20,000 Googlers participated in a walkout protesting the company's handling of sexual abusers. Other company employees shut down an artificial intelligence contract with the Pentagon that could have helped military drones become more lethal. Yikes. They don't need those things to be more lethal. It's just piloted by some nerd with a controller. Mr. Heinemeyer Hansen, I can never pronounce that name, cited that the employees' protests as evidence that millennial workers would eventually revolt against a culture of overwork. People aren't going to stand for this, he said, using an expletive, or by the propaganda that external bliss lies at monitor monitoring your own bathroom breaks. He was referring to an interview that the former chief executive of Yahoo, Marissa Mayer, gave in 2016, in which she said that working 130 hours a week was possible. If you're strategic about when you sleep, when you shower, and how often you go to the bathroom. End quote. Wow, that's weird. That's a weird person. Ultimately, workers must decide if they admire or reject this level of devotion. Miss Mayer's comments were widely panned on social media when the interview ran, but since then, Quora users have eagerly shared their own strategies for mimicking her schedule. Likewise, 
Mr. Musk's, quote, pain level tweets drew attention of critical takes, but they also garnered just as many accolades and requests for jobs. The grim reality of 2019 is that begging a billionaire for employment via Twitter is not considered embarrassing, but a perfectly plausible way to get ahead. On some level, you have to respect the hustlers who see the dismal system and understand that Success in, and understand that success in it requires total, shameless buy-in. If we're doomed to toil away until we die, we may as well we may as well pretend to like it, even on Mondays. And that was by Aaron Griffith. I don't know, I don't know. This article is is like. I feel like this article. I've said this already. Is written for people who want a career and a job in like an office space type you know what i mean it's not really for like the hustler some of it applies i guess um like for for entrepreneurs who don't want to work for anybody a lot of this does apply um but this article i really feel like it's meant more for uh yeah people who want to be in an office space right i have like two more articles here two more i'll just link them down below um because it is there's a lot man like i've already kind of mentioned the downsides of hustle culture and um in the previous article and majority of them they're mostly you know like i said they're mostly related a lot of them are you know how culture is toxic how Hustle culture is toxic to your mental health. Um, that kind of thing. You know what? Hmm. Yeah, no. Like, I'll, I'll link both of these, the two or, or remaining articles in the in the comments down there. Not the, the description. Um, yeah, because I, f- I generally feel like the modern version of hustle culture is toxic in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I do feel that it is toxic um, because people, it just leads people to judge, right? Number one, it leads people to judge. Number two, it doesn't take in the fact, it doesn't factor in your your mental health. You know, like, there, there are definitely outliers out there, right? And... The way I feel about hustle culture is that I feel like they pander to the outliers. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. I know one. I know it's not for me. Like this version of hustle culture is not for me, right? Like I hustle in my own way, and you know I'm trying to find a middle ground between my way. And today's modern hustle culture so that I can be more successful in that regard uh, in terms of profits and business um, but yeah like the this modern day hustle culture is not for everyone and it's also you know it doesn't it doesn't factor in your mental health guys like you have to think about that number one. If you lose your mental health, guess what? You're not going to be fucking hustling. You're not going to be TGIM. You know what I mean? 
Like, I definitely have that mentality of, thank God it's Monday sometimes. Majority of the month, I do. I do have that, oh, thank God it's Monday, because I want to start something new. But I also have the mentality of, thank God it's today. Because as I said before, I I like to live in the present moment, right? And when I wake up, number one, I pray that I'm grateful. Like, I say it out loud, you know what I mean? Call me crazy, call me whatever you want. But I wake up and I thank God and say I'm grateful. Thank you for another day. I'm going to try to make it a good one, right? I'm going to try to do something new, do something different, do, do something, right? I don't believe in thank God it's Monday. I don't. I believe it's thank God it's I'm alive today, right? Because if you guys know me, there's been countless times where I have almost died, right? Like I have almost fucking hit the hay permanently. So, you know, looking back at it now, I reflect as I reflect on those days. Like I really am thankful that it's every day that I'm awake and alive because I get to do this. I get to do cool things. You know, it's not every day I get to do cool things, but I try to, you know what I mean? Like, don't feed into this. And if you do, be aware of your mental state. And just know that it's okay to say no to yourself and no to this hustle culture every now and then, especially if you have to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you need to take care of yourself, number one, before you even get to the point where you have to take care of yourself. Right? Do you you guys get what I mean? Like, I'm making sense, right? Like, prioritize yourself now. Otherwise, when you get to that point where, you know, your health does degrade, you don't want to be taking care of yourself then. Right? I think that makes sense. Anyway, guys, it's been... About an hour and a half. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. And I'm going to try to be more consistent with this uh, in terms of following my drop schedule. So, yeah, this was recorded on like a Saturday, dropping today, Tuesday. Um, Yeah, man, I'm going to try to be more consistent with it because I do want to create a streaming schedule so that, you know, people can, can watch and that I can be consistent with that. Uh, maybe stream for like a couple hours or something. Um, and then, yeah, man, like I do want to get back into my YouTube channel. So I want to get back into doing that. Possibly, possibly recording this podcast over YouTube eventually. Um, I do have to think about my, my situation though in terms of... Uh, in terms of setup because if you guys don't know my setup i have posted it on on the on the grams i posted on the grams my setup is not let's say youtube friendly per se it's not even streamer stream wow i gain an accent there it's not even streamer friendly right now to be completely honest with you um but it's it's definitely something that I'm working on. I'm going to be working on making this 
my my pad here, my little studio here, more of a studio, like so that I can actually film this podcast and 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 stream and all that, and make it look all pretty, right? I want to make it look cool, you know. Um, so definitely gonna try to figure out a schedule for my YouTube channel again. I have some ideas. Uh, cooking, one of them is. One of the ideas that I have for my YouTube channel is uh, making videos showing how, considering the fact that I'm very amateur at editing, using my amateur software, because I'm also, because I also don't have the money for Adobe stuff right now, right? That membership shit is expensive, especially for someone who doesn't use it as often. Um, so I want to be show, I want to showcase like the budget you know, software and how I edit things and, and all of that. Right. So that, that's going to be a, a topic for a YouTube video that I'm going to hopefully film soon. So I just got to figure it out anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Once again, it's the podcasting couch and, uh, it's your boy, the program, AKA J. And let me know, actually, you know what, before we end things off, let me know if you guys notice a difference in sound quality i'm fuck i'm so sorry i'm so i'm obsessed with sound i'm obsessed with quality of work um i i hopped back i recorded this whole episode here i hopped back onto my uh my my usb microphone the very first one that i started this podcast off with uh i hopped back on it i want to i wanted to see and hear the difference in in um the voice quality sound quality compared to my XLR mic, um, which I will upgrade so that, so that it does sound better, uh, the XLR mic. And uh, I got to upgrade this mixer, man. This mixer is too fucking confusing. This mixer is, yeah, my mixer is too confusing. There's so many dials on there, and I don't know really what any of them do. I kind of do in a way, but it's a little too confusing. I want, I want a more dummy-proof one. And I also, yeah, got to upgrade that, my XLR mic. But let me know the sound quality, guys. Um, Anyway, peace. Thank you for listening. Catch you guys on the next episode. Deuces.